0: Come on, take a leap of faith. You come with me, and I promise you, you'll find exactly what you're looking for.
1: My kid needs me. I don't have time for faith.
0: Welcome to Storybroke!
1: Miserably ever after!
0: (laughs) I'm desperately seeking employment, Mads!
1: And I might be a parent when this goes up? Elaine.
0: Oh my goodness. Life is happening life really is hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> life, life is hitting a lot right now.
0: Life comes at you fast. <laughs> As does this delicious, um, very the cheapest whiskey I could find.
1: It's not Benchmark. Benchmark's good, though. No,
0: it's it's still Jack Daniels, but it's Benchmark's like, you good, know, <laughs> it's the cheapest whiskey I could find that met my standards.
1: Benchmark's made by the Buffalo Trace people. I'm not doubting it. I also really miss whiskey.
0: Yes, I'm I I am looking forward to drinking with my friend.
1: So my my I, my husband has uh, noted this year that he asked me what I wanted for Christmas and I didn't know. He asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I didn't know. The one thing I have actually requested all year was like, "Okay, so my push present, right? What I need is it's a Glenmorangie brand. It's Glenmorangie Nectar d'Or. That's what I want." <laughs> that is what I want as a gift for pushing a baby out. Oh my and God. So he I just
0: want to smell that. He
1: brought it home the other day and that's all I could do was smell it because I, you know, <laughs> I can't taste it. I, I took the little ring off. I opened it up and I was just like sniffing it and it smells like honey. And it's scotch. So yeah. Once, yeah. yeah.
0: You like scotch. I do like scotch. You're a scotch lady.
1: I mean, well, yeah. I'm part Celtic, so.
0: Yeah. I like bourbon. I like bourbon I am, too. I am some I'm some I Louisiana.
1: <laughs> I am a I'm a whiskey girl and also a cold wine girl. Mmm. Mmm. Whiskey and cold wines. Being pregnant has reprioritized alcohol for me. Like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna drink a white claw when it's beer weather. Like, I'm still gonna happily drink a white claw. But I have reprioritized, I want fancy bourbon drinks or whiskey or cold wine. <laughs>
0: I had the weirdest craving for a beer the other day. I hadn't had a beer in like ages. Cause oh. you know, I just, I, I drink whiskey um, and like, I measure my drinks out because I'm mm-hmm. trying to lose weight and all that. But I still am like, put it in the app. I'd like a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I haven't had a glass of wine in forever. I haven't had a beer in forever. I mean, not as long as you miss pregnant, but <sighs> um, <laughs> it's been since October. I <laughs> I did yard work. Like I got up and did oh, yard work. Cause I needed to
1: have a beer after that.
0: Yeah. I'm like, so I need something to do with my days right now. So like I got up and I went and mowed the lawn, which is anyone who knows me knows that like anything outdoors, I'm like pass.
1: Yeah, But like I got up
0: and did yard work. <laughs> yeah. Like I weeded and everything. And I felt so good afterward. then I was like, I need a beer. So it's like, you know, noon and I'm having a beer on what would have been a work day. And I'm like, okay I can deal with this for like another three days before I need to be back working again yeah i i'm uh yeah i need i am uh i am a busybody
1: <laughs> you have to you have to stay busy or else you uh die a little bit
0: yeah yeah, yeah I know on I the know. bright side that means that uh we are uh we are recording this on father's day uh yes. so Elaine will possibly be... Uh, have had her baby by that time.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the
0: time this episode comes out.
1: Yeah. We're, we're still waiting again. Like I, like I said in the last episode, we're still waiting on this baby to flip. So <laughs> we don't know if I'm going to have, uh, uh, let, let nature take its course. And the baby comes when the baby comes, or if I'm going to have a scheduled C-section, um, because pregnancy is really weird and nothing ever goes as planned. And, uh, I keep threatening the child. Look, if you don't flip, they're going to come after you with a knife and you don't want that.
0: I, as, as one of your dearest friends who has known you forever, am aware that regardless of what happens, this child is going to hear about this for the rest of their natural life. Elaine is oh. nodding into the camera.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: it's going to be brought up at, like, I, I'm picturing it. It's going to be the first time they do something. They're, you're going to be like, oh, you're so stubborn. You were so stubborn
1: even before I say look, I say this about myself as as a as an unborn child too, because I was two and a half weeks late. And so I'm always like, you see, that's why I that's why I like to sleep in. That's my that's my whole thing. I was comfortable. I didn't want to come out. Yeah. I like to sleep in. I say it about myself too.
0: I was supposed to be born in March. I was, I was born April 10th.
1: I was supposed to be born in May and I was born June 14th. <laughs> Mid June. Uh, so, if you're wondering way.
0: why the real reason why episodes come out late, sometimes often, um, that is because uh, we set a precedent at birth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it.
0: Okay, so uh, should we get into the synopsis?
1: Okay, look. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna pre- I'm gonna preface this with last week. I was talking about how my notes are so crazy. I got to stop taking such detailed notes. Well, this week, this episode hit all the pregnancy hormones the right or wrong way. And I could not take notes on this one. So I am uh, going off a memory today. So with that said, here's the basic plot I wrote without notes. (laughs) All right. Once upon a time, a wooden Pinocchio selflessly hurled himself into a raging sea so that his father Geppetto could use the only available flotation device to escape an angry whale. His sacrifice impressed the Blue Fairy enough that she turned him into a real boy, reminding him that he could only stay this way if he were a good and honest child. When the evil queen's curse threatened the land, the Blue Fairy returned to Geppetto, asking him to use the last enchanted tree in the forest to make a wardrobe to save the unborn savior and her parents. Its magic was great, but could only protect two people sending them to a land without magic. Uncertain about the curse's effect on his once wooden son, Geppetto agreed under the condition that he could send Pinocchio through as one of those saved. Reluctantly, the Blue Fairy agreed, and they told Snow White and Prince Charming that the tree could only protect one of them. When Snow White delivered her daughter early, the Blue Fairy begged Geppetto to allow Snow White to accompany her child. But Geppetto refused, tasking his son with the mission to make sure that Emma believed in her fate by the time she was 28 for all of their sakes. He sent him through, followed shortly by the newborn Emma. The world without magic was not easy and foster care was more than young Pinocchio could handle. So he made the decision to run away with the older foster kids, leaving the baby Emma behind in the system. 28 years later, he awoke with a sharp pain in his leg, telling him he was running out of time to save his people and himself from the curse's dark magic. And so he made his way to Storybrooke.
0: Meanwhile, in Storybrook, fresh off of her latest threat, Emma confides to August and Mary Margaret that she plans to hire Mr. Gold to help her build a legal case against Regina in order to gain sole custody of Henry. August heads her off at the pass and convinces Mr. Gold to let her down in such a way that she'll come to him for help instead. The plan works and August takes Emma to a little diner off the highway, where a seven-year-old boy brought her after claiming to have found her on the side of the road. He confesses that he was that seven-year-old boy. His name is Pinocchio, and they actually blasted out of the side of a tree in the nearby woods. As if that weren't enough, he was supposed to make sure she grew up knowing that the fate of everyone in Storybrook rested on her shoulders, as she was the only one who could break the curse and return their lives to them. Overwhelmed by this information, Emma spirals into denial, runs away from her supposed fate, and makes the rash decision to basically kidnap Henry. Mary Margaret joyfully returns to her teaching position at the school, where she's met by Regina, who stopped, who stopped by to bring Henry his lunch. Mary Margaret calmly reads Regina for filth, letting her know that she knows Regina is the one who set her up, and while she doesn't know why, she forgives her for it, because her life must be pretty sad and lonely already, if she's having to make other people miserable to make herself happy. While stunned, Henry adds insult to injury by reminding her, again, that he knows she's the evil queen, and that evil will lose, and Snow White and Prince Charming will have their happy ending together. This sends Regina into her own last-ditch desperation spiral, in which she unsuccessfully attempts to seduce David Nolan. To his credit, David makes his least dumb choice since waking up from his coma, and kindly rejects her advances. August feeling as though he's failed his father's wishes, reconnects with Geppetto and asks if he can help him around his shop, because he just wants to fix things. He tells him that he let his own father down, and doesn't think he'd be very proud of how he turned out. Geppetto, having never had a son of his own in this world, kindly takes him in, reassuring him that, as long as he made an effort, that would be enough for him to be proud of his own child. Whew. And... Uh, You were talking about pregnancy hormones getting you in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I am emotionally dead right now. And it got to me. I, I do not have very strong notes on this episode for two reasons. One, this was a good episode. This was
1: a really good episode. This episode ended and I thought it was short.
0: Yeah, this was a good episode. It was well put together. It. Provided the momentum we need to get into the season finale, uh, but most importantly, everything felt so genuine. Even some of the the, the wackier moments, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I I loved this episode. This was good. It it hit. And dad stuff doesn't normally do a thing for Not me.
1: Not for you at all. No. Uh, mom <laughs> stuff. Yeah
0: uh it, it is it is anytime mom stuff happens in the show i am like weepy but yeah this was like getting to me like august going to
1: uh i didn't get what his name is in this world so that's why i think I kept it was referring like to, to
0: johnny him. or something
1: i don't know which makes sense you know
0: but yeah him going to geppetto oh my god that oof oh,
1: that actor the guy who plays geppetto He's so good. Yes, he's so good. I don't know who he is, but he's so good.
0: That man. I need to look him up. He is. He is a delight.
1: Yes, he. He's such a good. I. I like. Oh, I guess what I left out of the basic plot is um, that uh, Henry, Henry went to get the book that morning, and there was an extra story in it about Pinocchio, yes. but it was unfinished. Mm-hmm. um also want to point out that they met at the diner because he was hungry and then she didn't feed him and made him go to school
0: <laughs> i love that whole bit about like oh you know come over here it's top secret don't talk so loud well why are we in the middle of a diner i'm, I'm hungry
1: I'm, I'm hoping that maybe she bought him like a little hand pie on the way out or something <laughs> i don't know i just know that i remember going oh he's hungry she's not gonna feed him okay okay <laughs>
0: So let's uh let's let's cover the um the past. Yes. plot the the uh first.
1: Well you're driving.
0: Oh, boop beep beep. Everyone get on board. <laughs> it's going to be a trip. I want to I want to open with we have we've ragged on some some rough CGI this season. This oh. uh opening scene looks great. Yes. on the water. I I think that having it happen during a storm helps kind of um Lampshade, that that CGI shininess.
1: Yeah, well, you can't see the green. Yeah. Uh, It's supposed to be dark because it's a nighttime storm. Mm -hmm. There's water everywhere. Um, They're yelling.
0: I like how stylized Monstro is.
1: Yes.
0: Like, the whale looks like a CGI version of the Disney whale from the story. And I I really enjoy that. The big teeth and the... (laughs) The eye that you get to see briefly. I was like, oh, yeah. I love this. Uh, Pinocchio is, is um, while Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie, Pinocchio is one of my uh, top favorites of all time as well. Like, I, I watched that tape into oblivion. Oh. Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Ugh, sorry, my brain shut off for a second. Beauty and the Beast, Pinocchio, and um, Dumbo.
1: Oh, okay. Though so
0: my Dumbo tape got messed up really quickly because I would fast forward through Pink Elephants. Really? I would fast forward through it because it scared me, and oh. also um, when he would turn into when he would turn into a donkey, that freaked me out as a kid. Oh. <laughs> that, that 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 unsettled me so deeply. I would like look away for that part, and I would fast forward through Pink Elephants I, I because that to... was straight nightmare fuel.
1: I have to remember that I'm a little bit older than you, so I didn't have those reactions. Mm. Um, as a as a person who has never done psychedelic drugs, I had no problems with pink elephants.
0: As a person that has done psychedelic drugs, um, <laughs> in retrospect, yeah that 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 was uh, something I should have watched more to be prepared.
1: And they were supposed to be drunk, was the thing that was supposed yeah. to be a drunk reaction.
0: Yeah, I've never had that reaction when I'm drunk.
1: There was some absinthe mixed into that somewhere instead of green fairies, they were getting pink elephants.
0: It was some like bathtub gin. That, Ooh, that, like, that's what it like, is.
1: Mm-hmm. Oof. But uh, yeah, no, this this was done real well. I will say though, like the CG on um, puppet Pinocchio, on Marionette Pinocchio, the wooden boy looks great when yeah. he moves. Um, again, it's helped by the filtering of the. Uh, the rain and the movement. Um, And he just flings himself into the water.
0: Now, the Pinocchio prop that we see.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Once we wash up on the beach is very well crafted. Yes. But for some reason, I don't know why, but seeing the puppet face down dead on the beach made me laugh. Luther too. (laughs) I, I don't know what's wrong with, with me or Luther. But like, and he's I saw, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to laugh at that. Like, it's this emotional moment, but like, like I burst out laughing because it's a puppet.
1: I was getting, <laughs> I was getting, I, again, I was getting pregnancy hormonal during that part because I was like, oh no, he's going to find his son on the beach. And there he is like, just puppet face down. And Luther goes, ha! And I was like, whoo!
0: I sent a picture of that puppet to Elaine and I just said mood. <laughs> like, I was yeah. just like, what the hell? That's I know it mood. should, I know it's supposed to be dramatic. There's just, I don't know what could have been done to um, make uh deeply damaged people actually um, not maybe, be bothered by that.
1: Maybe face up. Maybe face up.
0: I don't maybe know. By the way,
1: Oh, I like your shirt. It's a oh, Silverbacks yeah. Improv Theater shirt. Wearing Shout my out, Silverbacks
0: Improv Theater shirt. I just sorry, uh, audience. I was feeling my my chest, um, and I as remembered what shirt I was wearing, as as one does.
1: Mine don't fit right. Now. Um, yeah, Mine I
0: don't
1: imagine tops. it would. Mine are crop tops mm. that I have to tie up <laughs> because there is a belly in the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the little kid, they turn blue fairy turns. Him into a real boy for his ultimate sacrifice because he's wood. He floats. That's good. There was no guarantee he was going to wash up on shore. Yeah. Um, The little kid who plays Pinocchio, the real boy, is so freaking precious.
0: Oh, my God. That kid came on screen and I was filling out adoption papers. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's so cute. Uh, he's a little redheaded, and he's a good actor too. He's a good little actor.
0: I'm I'm so worried that I'm gonna have that that Liz Lemon moment
1: when I gonna meet Marshmallow.
0: I'm gonna turn around and I'm be like, "I'm babysitting Marshmallow. Uh, Elaine will murder me."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hold this baby. How did I get home? <laughs> Our car seat just came in, so good luck getting out of the house. Uh,
0: I'm so excited to be a an, an uncle, a aunt. Uh, uh, we'll, um, figure yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll
1: figure it out. But um, yeah, so that whole that whole I'm a real boy, Geppetto's joy in his face. Um, so that was a that was a mm-hmm. me crying moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's fixing the clock
0: that was so precious until Jiminy Cricket pops out and then I'm like that's kind of sociopathic like that's dark sided like torturing animals is like a sign of like a a, a deranged child and Jiminy is sentient
1: yeah sapient 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 because cows are sentient Jiminy's sapient
0: cows are sentient
1: yeah because they think and they feel Huh.
0: Well, I feel really much better about my decision to switch to impossible beef.
1: I think. I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that word. I remember using the word sentient a lot in that uh, D&D campaign we were in, and then mm. someone came along later and was like, actually, it's sapient because they are, like, people. Like, yeah,
0: but was that Ulrich? No. Okay. No. <laughs> if it was Ulrich, I'd be like,
1: well... Hi, Eric. <laughs>
0: Ah but good times, uh, good times. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think it's sapient. Uh, where they like have feelings and can convey them emotions and thoughts and ideas. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't I, I'm it's not like I'm on the internet or anything and could look it up, but I'm not going yeah, to also
0: I, I could safely say it if I haven't accidentally spoiled it already. But Augustus Pinocchio
1: Augustus Pinocchio, we can say it now.
0: Augustus Pinocchio. Ah Anchor. And I have a minor personal corrections corner. I'm going to steal that from uh, <laughs> my favorite murder uh, in a minute whenever we get to the main episode, when we get to the uh, present story.
1: Okay. But So so, how do you feel about Geppetto's whole, um, I understand that you want both parents to go through the tree, but no, I'm putting my kid through.
0: I'm fine with that yeah. to me. I, I think that I, I, I can't say that... I think there's anything um, ethically wrong with his position as a parent.
1: Yeah. You know he, what I mean? He doesn't know what's going to happen to his son. If they're going to a world without magic and the curse is taking all the magic away from them. <clears> yeah. <throat> he'd probably have ended up uh, with a marionette on his shelf in his garage.
0: Yeah. especially him sad and he would yeah, not uh, Yeah. Especially given that, uh, he is aware that the curse is uh, based on the the dialogue. He's Mm -hmm. aware that the curse is going to take away everyone's happiness. Yeah. Like I, I think that his, his,
1: his his decision is
0: fine. I think that the episode wants us to think that that's more morally
1: questionable, Mm -hmm.
0: but I'm just like, "No, no, this is reasonable. Like, I got
1: it. That's a kid.
0: Like, hang on. Let me, let me get on my, my commie pedestal. Why should we why should we uh sacrifice everything for the uh the the ruling class just for their own sake? Like
1: Yeah, all they really need to save is the daughter. Yep. Which they do.
0: Yeah, and, and the plan is to save Snow, who will still be pregnant at the time.
1: Yeah. And, oh, and original originally and Prince Charming.
0: Yes. Originally they were the parents through. Yeah, and then the plan is to send Snow while pregnant with Emma.
1: Yeah, and then like like I said earlier, nothing goes according to plan with pregnancy, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, she's delivered early. Um, she did not get her golden hour after the baby was born. The golden hour is the skin to skin time you get right after the baby's born. Oh, um, she did not get that.
0: Oh, I did want to take a moment to talk about uh, while we're talking about the the uh, the ethics of Geppetto bargaining for his child's life. Yeah. Jiminy Cricket, his line helped me like you helped my par-, uh Geppetto's line to Jiminy Cricket helped oh. me like you helped my parents. Oh, so Geppetto yeah. is that little kid yep. whose parents were turned to, to, to puppets. Yep. I found that such a good choice.
1: You didn't. You, you, oh, you didn't get that in, in the original episode?
0: I didn't catch that in the original episode. Maybe they said it and I missed it. He, Maybe I even talked about it, but I do have a memory like a sieve.
1: He he makes the choice to make sure that Geppetto grows up right. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about yeah. this.
0: We talked about this in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I still, like, I love I love that coming back well. around. I love yeah. that coming back around. It has been a while. It's been like almost a year.
1: And he like, he like calls it out. He's like, the debt you owe me can never, ever be repaid because of how you helped my parents. Like, no, yeah, uh, you're going to let me do this. And he's, he backs off. He's like, you're right. is your call. His parents were already taken away from him, turned into marionettes. That's all he needs is his son who was once a marionette. So be turned back into a marionette and he doesn't have a son anymore. And then his oh, whole family hurts. is just puppets. Yeah. It, it's traumatizing.
0: It's also the plot of a Jinji Ito um, story. Jinji mm. Ito is a, a horror manga uh, writer who makes some genuinely terrifying stuff.
1: Yikes. I don't if know you've ever
0: seen the this is my whole meme on the internet, um oh, that's this? where it comes from
1: okay yeah yeah okay i've seen that one. Oh, seen that. sorry
0: one. i should probably contextualize yeah out, i was like the one hole. where it's like the holes it's, are
1: shaped like people
0: the holes are shaped like people not, not this is
1: my hole this is not goatsy or anything like oh. that. oh <laughs> not where i
0: was going with it i was going way more romantic I'm
1: sorry. i was a child of the internet in the 90s <laughs>
0: God, we were all so online and our parents had no idea what the internet was like. And we are all deeply broken for it.
1: Caveat. I did not actually see Goatsey till I was in college in the 2000s.
0: I was 14. Don't know
1: how that may happen. Probably around the same time. I was 14. Because we're five years apart. So yeah, it's probably around the same time. (laughs) Yeah. You know. (sighs) So where are we?
0: Trying to, oh, can I, can trying talk, very hard to psychically not think about. Percy. Can we
1: talk about real quick how um, how this magic magical enchanted world they were in um, was about ready to be abandoned because they were being terrible stewards of it. Last week we had the last magic being in all the land. This yeah. week we had the last enchanted tree in the forest. It was about time. Yeah, it's, they were not uh, good stewards to that world.
0: It's like everything is like on its last legs anyway in this magical world. Oh, this is the last of it. Oh, everything's falling apart. Oh, every ruler is evil and corrupt. Like, you know what? Maybe it's time for a reboot.
1: It was time for a reboot. So, you know, the curse. Eh. Which seems
0: to be kind of the plot of the um, the werewolf romance novel that I'm reading right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's a werewolf and a, and a fay, and they're in love.
1: Oh, I love that. I love love. I love
0: romance, y'all. You have no idea how much romance I read.
1: <laughs> I, I have, I have finished the initial Bridgerton series, the eight uh, original Bridgerton series. I am now on the prequels to Bridgerton, uh-huh. so I get it.
0: I've <laughs> heard good things about it. Are there gay people?
1: They, they, they haven't been a main character yet, but they're treated real well when they pop okay. up. Okay, like they're not treated well by like their own parents, but the people who were their peers are like real cool with them. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, my kid's gonna come out of the womb thinking the narrator Rosalind Landor is a live in friend or something. It's gonna be the only way I can get this kid to calm down is to play something from Bridgerton and skip through the the vanilla erotic parts. Mm. (laughs) So, Auntie Rosalind's here, don't worry. (laughs) I think
0: we can, we can, we know that we know what happens up until this point. So, I want to kind of Uh, be more I want to be efficient with our time Um, just quick summary like we said in the intro
1: I mean I don't have pregnancy go ahead yeah I don't have any real complaints or like notes about the the past past that we which is just revisiting the stuff that we saw in the earlier episodes yeah Um, we just know that Pinocchio went through and his father instead of doing what the blue fairy asked uh, was like no this is your job your one job is to go through, uh, be careful of the temptations that that world's going to bring, and make sure that we are all saved when this girl turns 28.
0: Now, this is where I began to question Geppetto a little bit, Mm -hmm. because that is a lot to put on a seven-year-old.
1: Yeah. Especially a seven-year-old who's only been real for, you know, maybe a year.
0: But I mean this is also the olden timey days when people didn't live long. Like Geppetto is probably like thirty.
1: Yeah, he's age. He just looks like that. Yeah.
0: But you know.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. He's no, I'll give him more like forty or fifty, you know. Because I'm almost forty. So
0: but Can you hear a cat screaming?
1: A little. But it's okay. okay. Not until you looked around for it. Okay. Um Yeah, it's it is a lot to put on a seven year old. And if, uh, if they hadn't ended up with such crappy foster parents, he might have done better.
0: Yeah. I do have to say, I love the effect of that tree exploding open. Yes. That was great.
1: And then he tried to get back in the tree and it like knocked him over and he was like a little wooden doll again. Like that kid's great. He did a great pratfall.
0: Oh God, that was fun.
1: Um, and then the, the rainbow whooshed again and suddenly there's a crying baby in it. Um, And this was whenever my hormones kicked in again. (laughs) I'm like, no, make the baby stop crying, please. Someone stop this.
0: (sighs) Something is wrong. Fix it. when
1: When he's like cheering her up in the crib at the foster home and he's like being such like a good little big brother, I like. I was getting all emotional. And then I was like, no, you can't take a baby with you on a bus. You can't take a baby on a bus. Yeah. I was dying.
0: Yeah. we're And we're very, we're very, you know, we're led to, we're led to understand that this is not a good foster home. No. Um, because this show loves to portray foster homes as awful places and yeah. foster parenting as um, bad.
1: I will say that these kids' haircuts did not fit the 80s. No, they did
0: not. Uh,
1: they, were 90s, they were 90s emo kid haircuts, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you don't get regular haircuts. It's fine. It's what haircuts grow out into. Um, but, and all of the kids had it, which shows me that all of those kids are neglected and in need of haircuts for the 80s. Um, but those were some 90s kids. Yeah. It's maybe some 2000s kids even. And for him to be 28 in 2011, uh, I'm only 2011 2012. I'm only saying this because we're mm-hmm. about the same age. <laughs> that didn't quite work out. No, but uh, stole a whole lot of money. We're going to get bus tickets. Let's go. We can't take a baby. Bye.
0: Bye. Yeah. I, I
1: really can't say. I really like as much. I can't.
0: As I can't judge the seven year old. I can't judge the seven year
1: old for running away from that. I can't. Like nothing in this house belongs to you. That's the one rule you have to remember. Like, yikes! I was just trying to keep the kid from falling out of the crib. Cool. I was yeah. going to do your job for you, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. That was that was a hard scene. And I can't fault the seven-year-old for getting out of an abusive situation. I'm sad he had to leave the baby there because there's no way those kids could have taken care of a newborn.
0: No, they're children.
1: (laughs) And yeah, he had to abandon her in the system. And it sucks. It was a sucky decision to have to make. And it shouldn't have been placed on a seven-year-old.
0: Yes. You know, maybe as an adult, him trying to reconnect sooner would have been He
1: probably nice. could have found her a little sooner than after she turned 28 and he started having pains. Um, and that's where he's like, I'm this huge failure. This was my one job. And I let the temptations of this world get the better of me. He did fall into, the, that's the whole reason he had that whole adventure before he became a real boy. He gave into temptations and peer pressure really quickly. So, yeah.
0: So, Meanwhile <laughs> in Storybrook
1: <laughs> look that dead, that deadbolt he made the the what do you call it um medieval chic
0: medieval chic
1: <laughs> that medieval chic deadbolt i want that on every door in my house
0: i i do as well that
1: gingerbread i want it i want it on every door in my house yeah
0: especially it. you know i love uh craftsman houses yeah um but i also love uh so i love a spanish revival Shane loves a Queen Anne. We have to find some happy medium between us because those are extremely different. So you do
1: Spanish Queen Anne.
0: That would not work Elaine.
1: (laughs) I don't know know
0: what any of that is. (laughs) I am like talking here. Like Elaine's eyes are glazing over like what you don't look at old house dreams for hours on end. I
1: do actually. No, I I do for the love of old houses, but unfortunately they're all flipped. Yeah. I love a flipped house. Let me tell you why I love a flipped house. Less things to fix. They mm, still mm. leave a couple things for you to fix. Like why I have to open my toilet every time it rains. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, your place was built in uh, the 80s?
1: No, no, no. It was, it was built right around 68 or 69. Oh,
0: your place is older than ours. It's our neighborhood's ours, is, a little older. Uh, ours was 74, which is why before I do remove our popcorn ceilings I have to get them tested for asbestos hey (laughs) they're fine while they're just up there
1: look I don't know how many children the because this this place only had one real owner before me and uh I looked up her obituary that's not weird right um she had seven children I don't know how many she raised in this tiny little house
0: (laughs) when uh when we were purchasing this house Uh, Shane and I pulled the city hall records on the property transfers for this house. We have lived here longer than anyone else. Oh, right. Uh, Every other family that has ever lived in this home. lived here for like two, three years tops.
1: That's super weird.
0: And this house traded so many times because it was like couples divorcing. Knock on wood. We broke the curse. Yeah. Because we got rid of that goddamn can opener.
1: You did. You got rid of the, the relationship, open, the marriage opener.
0: So, uh, Corey, you can put this on the wiki. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not in the attic anymore, right? Y'all just threw it away?
0: We just threw it away. Good. He, uh, he he actually messaged me after the last show saying, am I like a side character on this show? Because you referenced me. And I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yes. Yes, Corey. <laughs> Much you love. You are, Corey. Um, <laughs>
0: you are our, always at our hearts. You
1: you get a you get your own tab in our wiki.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so when we moved into this house, um, there was this old can opener that was like affixed in the kitchen, which our kitchen has not been updated since the house was built. It has tile we countertops. Still need a new stove. Yeah, we do. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> so I get the job
1: I want. Your kitchen won't be green anymore. Congratulations. Oh, thank God.
0: Yeah, our kitchen is grass green with uh, white tile countertops and very old appliances. It's not
1: grass green. It's like sweet pea green. It's like sugar snap pea green.
0: The, the paint swatch said sawgrass.
1: I, I I know, but it's like sugar snap pea green now because it's faded over time.
0: True. Um, <laughs> any whoozles. Uh, we, we got rid of this ugly can opener that was like plastics from the seventies yeah. and then found what appeared to be an identical can opener in the attic. Uh, so, uh, Shane, Shane is my husband. Um, if I haven't actually said his name on the show before,
1: <laughs> you and,
0: have, and I are convinced that this was a cursed can opener and we were calling it the marriage opener, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, open marriages are valid and fine. You do your yes. thing. Um, yes. But, but this it was one more was of a breaking
1: them apart. <laughs> yeah. It was tearing them open from the top and spilling their contents.
0: You're tearing me apart, Lisa.
1: So, so the episode. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: steering. <laughs> we should actually talk about the episode. There's not a lot to talk about because the episode was good. This was such a good episode.
1: Um, this was
0: an episode that I set. Sa- Sorry, go.
1: It was kind of a letdown for the last episode to end with Emma going, I'm taking your son away taking him to taking you to court to take your son away and then for her to like just be so completely immediately switch gears because mr gold wouldn't help there's yeah. gonna be another lawyer in that town
0: like you were a bail bondsman tell me you don't know any lawyers
1: yeah call someone in from boston
0: yeah call call a real lawyer
1: skype existed You're- in 2011 come on
0: Again, I say, call a real lawyer. You're in the middle of, you know. Yeah. You're in a town of, what, like 3,000 people? Like, call a real a lawyer.
1: drive to Boston. Come on. Go. Uh, you're in a
0: town that everyone is comfortable with. Like, yeah, the mayor has a skeleton key to all of our homes.
1: Okay. Except oh, Mary, no, Mary Margaret's not okay with that.
0: <laughs> reasonable.
1: Reasonably not okay with that. Only um,
0: sane person in Storybrooke, Mary parent. Margaret, has a problem with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so great! Uh, um, uh, yeah, I like that Mary Margaret's excited to go back to her job. Um, even though I like the joke, she makes a joke. Well, after being behind bars, how how bad could a bunch of ten year olds be? Girl, you were in like a tiny little county prison with no other people. That is, yeah, the, you hard, the worst in... your experience was was you had to sleep on a cot.
0: Well, Mary Margaret, because she lived in 2011 did not have the benefit that we have of being able to stream all of Netflix's orange Netflix's orange is the new black.
1: Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure didn't exist yet.
0: She couldn't see how um,
1: real jail
0: yeah is.
1: Yeah. It's it's just it's it's it is a funny joke like if I had had to spend a night in jail I'd make that joke too.
0: This is also a joke at the expense of our own whiteness.
1: Yes. yeah the show season one is so white like Uh, scapegoating sydney into making the confession is probably the one of the rudest things done to a non-white person in this show in this season
0: oh god uh yeah well don't worry next season we'll get mulan who oh
1: oh oh we'll get gus is gus next season
0: i can't remember Mm. I watched I watched all of that season really rapidly back to back. It is not going to be hard to rewatch episode by episode.
1: What we may do, we may actually binge that one uh, during Luther's maternity leave because paternity leave, he gets his vacation, he gets his two weeks vacation. After the baby's born. So he gets to stay home for two weeks. So we may actually binge season two just so he's caught up and then I'll go back and take my notes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was talking to Shane about like, well, while I'm unemployed, let's take a, like a, like a weekend trip somewhere. And then I was like, well, who am I going to call to to feed the cats? Elaine can't stand over. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) My sister. The other person who knows how to feed your cats. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: Anywho. I, I enjoy that this episode points out multiple times that a custody a custody battle with Regina will only hurt Henry. Yes,
1: yes. It's like they finally watched their own show and remembered how real life works.
0: Yes, um, because it's true. Yeah, and Regina may be evil,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in the context of this season, a deeply flawed and problematic character.
1: I'm just. I'm. So, but I'm maybe
0: go- this isn't the approach.
1: I'm going to go back to. Henry, Henry suddenly, just suddenly being all against his mom again, just when it's convenient. Yeah. Like it, he's a 10 year old, so it's finicky. It comes and goes. Sometimes he's like, it's my mom, you know, and other times he's like, my mom is evil. And this was a my mom is evil episode. uh, And it made me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I feel like at this stage, the plot has moved to a point where that is a a valid response where I still am wanting to be like look here you little shit
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) bleep yourself later (laughs) oh I will yeah it's it I I do like that's the that's the benefit to knowing that Regina is going to have a redemption is that it means that we're going to see a more realistic relationship between her and her son Oh, oh,
0: nitpick corner.
1: Nitpick corner.
0: Damn, you can call Mr. Gold with only three numbers.
1: <laughs> well, it's an extension. He owns the whole city. Okay, he's dialing out. It's nine <laughs> and then whatever Mr. Gold's two numbers are.
0: This is the only uh, the only uh, 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 wired network. You know, the only phone network not owned by AT and T.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's um it's Gold Central Bell.
0: Or, yeah, I was gonna say. Or if you're, um, if you're our age, remember Southwestern Bell.
1: <laughs> That's it's called Central Bell. <laughs> yeah. So for South our Central. younger
0: listeners, once upon a time it the was US Southwestern government... for
1: you. It was South Central for us because you were in yes. Texas and we were in Louisiana.
0: <laughs> yes, for our younger listeners, once upon a time the U.S. government would break up monopolies.
1: <laughs> what a what a concept! <laughs> what a country! <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah no it didn't it didn't work that way at all um <laughs> ah. <laughs> so so golden so i like that mr gold like as soon as he figured out okay it's not my son ah i know who his dad is like immediately just immediately knows who august's dad is two seconds oh, in
0: that little that little grin i'm just like you shady also i love his 2011 couture his suit is, <laughs> I love this suit. And this suit is desperately out of style for current fashion. But I'm kind of looking forward to it coming back around. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the pinstripes. Uh, husband and I just cleaned out our closet from like, for the first time in, yeah, I don't know, 15 years. And like, he's got all these like neon green and jewel tone ties. And I'm like, oh, dang, I can't wait for these to come back. We're not getting Soon. rid of this.
1: Soon. It'll be soon.
0: It'll be soon.
1: Um, so yeah, uh I'm trying to figure out where to go. This episode was so good. I don't have anything to like nitpick on. I um
0: uh, I have like little notes of things I liked, like uh yeah. Rumpel being canai. <laughs> uh,
1: I do I like liked
0: movies. Henry's Tron oh.
1: lunchbox. Henry's Tron lunchbox was good. I did love how off guard Regina was caught by having her life read to her, just having that tea spilled all over her that day. She's so used to having <sighs> the upper hand on everything. I think that the plot I didn't like the most was her, her last ditch seduction plot. Like I'm, the only way she had left to stop Prince Charming and Snow White from being together is to seduce Prince Charming himself. I was um, like you're
0: too good for this.
1: And it's like, she immediately starts playing the, the, clumsy woman to get his attention. She bumps her head on her car hood and she's like, Oh no. Oh, help me. Oh. And I was just like, Oh, this is gross. This is just so gross. And he's a, he's a good dude. He's dumb, but he's a good dude. He had only the purest intentions. This lady is having a hard day. She just wants some company. The line um, seems like there's nothing I can do to keep from having to spend time with myself.
0: Oh, Se- seems like my son will do anything to avoid spending time with me. I no, wrote no, that down. She,
1: she also said something about she couldn't do anything to avoid spending time with herself. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's when he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll have some lasagna with you. And he's just trying to be a good neighbor. And, you know, she she goes in for the very obvious poorly timed kiss. And he makes his smartest decision of the whole freaking season one in this timeline. Yeah. He's like, I think we're good as we are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you, David. Thank you, David. You finally did a, you finally did a good thing.
0: You did. And good thing. One good, good thing. Job. Good
1: job. Mediocre white man did it.
0: Can't say I would have done the same thing because Regina is, I mean, effing poured into that dress.
1: Oh, she's gorgeous. We all know that.
0: She's gorgeous. Uh, Fandom Fairy tweeting, uh, when you're looking for... um... God, where's the tweet? I have to find it. Okay, go find the tweet. Pause. I'm going to quote her directly. Yes. Because it cracked me the hell up.
1: Fandom Fairy gets her own tab in our wiki too. Fandom Fairy gets a wiki tab.
0: (laughs) Uh, So Fandom Fairy tweeted this. uh, Lana, when looking for a new role, it's fine. I don't need to breathe. And
1: honestly... (laughs) fair
0: it's so true she's amazing
1: it's so good
0: um yeah no uh me being a bisexual disaster continues forever oh yeah i've been watching star trek discovery and uh, shannon and i are both convinced that uh martin green is the most gorgeous woman on the planet she plays the she plays um uh, michael burnham
1: Uh, i need to I need to check. watch Star Trek Discovery. I need to watch Star Trek Discovery.
0: Anywho, sorry. Uh,
1: okay. So so ADD I don't, is I don't know. engaged. Like I I love seeing Regina at the end of her rope. And it was it was fun watching such an obviously cringy seduction attempt. Mm-hmm. Um because we're not used to seeing her not composed. You know?
0: Yeah. Also, um, you know how I know Regina is hmm. that lasagna is not deep enough. <laughs> there is not enough red sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sorry. I just can't accept that.
1: How about the, the fake note from her son
0: Ooh. On, on the
1: table? Mom. She, wow. It didn't even say anything in it. It, it was a blank note. It just said mom on it and it was propped on the table and there was nothing in it. It was empty.
0: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I wrote in my notes, "Mom, wow!" because when she it says "Mom," this and is when wow. Whenever you wow, open
1: it happens. up, yeah, <laughs> and it just
0: made me giggle for no good reason.
1: It's like the getting a tattoo around your belly button. It says "Mom" when you're right side up. And when you do cartwheels, it says "Wow." <laughs> Look at me, oh, wow! Uh, Look what I can do. Like the the whole setup is just like sad and cringy. And then she breaks a mirror and a wine glass and gets wine on her perfect walls.
0: Good shot.
1: Good shot.
0: There's a lot of really
1: good shots in this episode. This episode is like the best one of the season. What was our other favorite one of the season? There was another one that we gave like a five out of five. Although, Also spoilers, five out of five of whatever. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it was a,
0: uh, it was a, um, it was a snow charming episode.
1: It was a snow charming episode. It was so good. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Five out of five. Uh, I know we usually save that for the end. Mm, not happening. Um, so that 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 whole plot made me uncomfortable, and it was supposed to. So good job, riders Good job. Um, let's yep. go to um, August and Emma's uh, motorcycle trip. Looks like
0: a fun trip. I would yeah. love to ride on the back of August's motorcycle. I love this
1: diner in the middle of the woods. Hmm. This, this I was little... like, "Are
0: we on the set of True Blood now?" I love yeah.
1: this. <laughs> I love this little diner in the middle of the woods um I, in it, it looked like a little german place just i don't know it it looked not ren fairy to me but it looked like beer Gardeny to me
0: maybe that's why uh when uh little baby uh <laughs> august showed up little baby pinocchio showed up with his his like
1: his lederhosen they weren't yeah lederhosen. they weren't really lederhosen but he was like oh good my people oh they'll take her
0: <laughs> why is he dressed in uh, maybe it's me being dumb uh why is he dressed like a little german boy but geppetto is italian
1: um because general fake europe uh clothing, uh, uh, yes. clothing styles yeah
0: oh this was my correction so last week i was talking about um brightest star fall the brightest star straight until morning yeah yeah on his coat being a uh kind of a
1: peter pan reference
0: but I forgot the also very obvious Pinocchio reference. When you wish upon a star. When you wish upon
1: a star. I was on wondering. I was like, I don't think he'd have a Peter Pan reference on him. That's much later. No, <laughs> I'm
0: just dumb.
1: No, you're not dumb. It's a star reference. Just, and we talk about Peter Pan a lot because that's that's one of my family's stories. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When you wish upon a star. Uh the the blue fairy is the blue star. Yep. Well, we learned that last week. So Emma's meltdown uh, is completely justified, I feel. Yes. Uh, uh, I feel really bad for August because he really is trying his best to be as honest with her as possible um, instead of dodging questions like he normally does. And she can't even see his leg his leg is the proof that magic exists
0: yeah and she can't see it she because can't see her denial it. is so powerful um have to say love her line of oh that explains the lying
1: yeah oh you're pinocchio that explains the lying yes i was found on the side of the highway why because the, the newspaper said it no you came out of this tree right here
0: I do have to say it's, it's probably the Narmiest moment of the episode where he pulls up his pants to show the wooden leg and she's just seeing like a guy's leg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's,
0: it's, if you're not invested in the emotional uh, climax of this episode, it's funny. It's funny.
1: It's funny. It feels, (laughs) I, I understand her not wanting like, also, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. Oh, I'm the seven-year-old boy who found you. We came over from this other world in this tree that it's it's blasted. You see this hole? That's where we came out of. Uh, also, I'm Pinocchio, and you're going to save us all from this dark curse with magic. Um, you're our only hope. Thanks. I'm, I'm
0: already dialing 911.
1: I don't blame her for freaking out. Uh, I don't want that either. That's too much responsibility. She's already trying to take on more responsibility than I guess she feels ready for with getting her son uh, taken out of his home. You know,
0: she... And see, sh- I'd be fine with this, which yeah. is why I would probably wind up as a villain because the world is messed up and chaotic and I just need to... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I,
1: I understand her deniral, d- denial spiral, the deniral. I understand her denial um that's the denial spiral denial denial spiral which is now denial it's a denial i understand it what i don't approve of is her immediate reaction once she gets back to town
0: yeah we just did a kidnapping
1: that's a kidnapping that's not okay that's not okay that how's that gonna help you how's that gonna help you in the long run like hey you want to you want to come live with me and not live with your mom anymore yeah, cool, let's go. What
0: Hey Emma, why are we doing a felony?
1: Hey Emma, that's a crime. Yes. Hey Emma, you know
0: that's a full on crime.
1: Remember remember things that are just gonna hurt Henry in the long run? That's a crime. That's one that's a big one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So like and then the episode ended with them her driving off with him like freaking out. And I was like, that's it. it's over was
0: how did Luther handle that he he
1: it was he was the same way it was it was a y'all, y'all are going
0: to watch the next episode immediately after Wait, this huh
1: well he's not home yet you- no we'll have family coming over because it's Father's Day um, but tomorrow <laughs>
0: coming- happy Father's Day Dad you have to watch this 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 <laughs> finale for this TV show I do a podcast for you don't understand <laughs> it's intense right now.
1: No, it'll either be tonight or tomorrow that we'll watch it. Um, yeah.
0: I think that for uh, next week's episode, we should each uh, get an Apple turnover to enjoy while we oh. watch the episode.
1: <laughs> I would bake one, but standing on my feet sucks. Uh, yeah. But I- you'll only
0: bake one. You're going to make an Apple turnover, but you will make a single Apple turnover. You'll see.
1: Okay. Fair. <laughs> it's been a long time. I half remember it. You'll see. Um, I half remember it. Um, I, like I said, I was upset that the episode was over. Um, I was yelling at him at the TV when the episode ended. Um, Because Emma em is supposed to be our grounded person and she has never been that. No. <laughs> she's supposed um, to be our grounded character and she's failed at it constantly.
0: So I I think we can safely move to this point. Uh, your final thoughts on the episode.
1: Look, this, there was not enough of this episode for me. There could have been another hour of it and I'd have been happy. Um, if it were as good as the rest is, which look good. Leave them wanting more. And this episode did it. Uh,
0: this episode is why we have the love-hate relationship with the show that we do. Yes. Because when Once Upon a Time is good, it is very, very good.
1: Yes. And when and it is bad, it is horrid. <laughs> yes. This this TV show is the little girl with the little curl on her forehead. Uh,
0: so yeah, uh, Elaine, you gave this five out of five. And five out I, of five.
1: I don't even know what the thing is, but uh, five of them.
0: Uh, five. um Misguided seductions out of 5. Yeah. For me this episode. <laughs> yes. Because that could have been a very weak subplot for this episode. Yes. And it wasn't. It was strong yeah. and it added to the story and it ex- it helped to build backstory for like who Regina is to David Nolan
1: in this town.
0: Yeah. And remind us that oh. she rescued him. She rescued in, in, him. In her narrative. That's his
1: ex-wife's best friend too. Can you imagine that scandal? Ew. Oh my God. Ew. Ah! Oh. That's his ex-wife. And then, then think of the extra scandal there. if With the rumors that Regina is the one who like had all the framing done. If he had accepted and Catherine had found out, maybe Regina did try to get Catherine out of the way so she could get David. So really, he saved her. Ooh. <laughs> he saved her a whole lot of grief.
0: Oh, but now I want to see that because that's <laughs> freaking juicy.
1: <laughs> like that's scandal on its own. That could have gone a completely different way. Uh, oh my goodness. So, um, I, I am glad that Pinocchio got to have a fun life traveling the world. I am sad that he didn't maybe reconnect with Emma a little bit earlier because I do like yeah. August. Yeah. And, and I don't like that he's got a pig leg. Because it, it seems like it hurts him. Yeah. Seems kind of painful for him.
0: Yeah, I imagine that the most painful part is probably where the uh, wood and the flesh yeah. are transitioning. Yeah. Um, which is probably more than the episode could do CGI wise. But damn, I would have loved to see that. Is it
1: just like a joint? Like, like, you know, like a wooden joint, but then there's like bone flesh around it?
0: I'm kind of picturing it kind of melding like transitioning.
1: Ooh.
0: Um because just, I love David Cronenberg.
1: There you go. <laughs> I'd love to see- It seems it seems awful and painful and um it sucks that he's going through that. But at least he's buddies with the carpenter now. Oh, yeah. oh, sweet moment. Sweet moment whenever he goes back to his dad his estranged dad's shop. Yeah, and, we need to talk
0: about that just because Oh it's yeah, beautiful. we're
1: going back in. It's he just goes in to sort of apologize without because he knows his dad doesn't remember him. And so he goes to basically apologize for failing him. And he's just like, look, I don't have a boy of my own. But if I knew that he tried his best to do something, that would be enough for me. And I'd be proud of him. He's like, do you need help in your shop? He's like, I can't pay you. He's like, that's OK. And it was just it was the clock, the clock that we saw them fixing in that first episode that Jiminy Cricket popped out of little sociopath boy. Um, but his dad had explained to him how to fix it in that first scene. So when he was having trouble with it, he knew exactly how to fix the clock. Mm-hmm. And the I thought I wrote bit-
0: the line, but I, I enjoyed that, that coming back. Yeah. I, I always love the synchronicity of like a character from the story, br- the, the, the story, the fairy tale world telling someone one thing and then that the storybook version of that character telling the other person the thing. Yeah. I don't know how to phrase they it. They do it
1: a lot. Yeah. They do, do that I, they a lot. They do
0: that a lot. And I, I always enjoy love those that. I
1: love those tiebacks. I'm an, that I'm is, a narrative improv storyteller. I love a tieback. Um, that is
0: the kind of thing I come back to this show for. Yes.
1: So. Uh, it's, it's just a very sweet moment. And it's it's one of those things where these are two lost people. And even, even though he knows it's his dad and his dad doesn't know him, his dad's looking for someone to connect to in this town, and he finds that in August, mm-hmm. and accepts it, and that's just very sweet. It made me all tear up. I'm doing it. It's really good. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they found each other, even though it's not under the circumstances they wanted. Yet. Yes. And it must break August's heart that he knows he can't tell him. <clears throat> yeah. And then he's going to turn into wood in his shop and freak the old man out.
0: Ugh. And that, that's the saddest story of
1: all. That's what makes it all so sad.
0: So <laughs> sad.
1: Uh,
0: uh. I'm still uh, mad at David from that. I'm still mad at David from that.
1: What, their 12th breakup? <laughs> from
0: that, from the jail, from the jail breakup. Yes. Oh, God. I'm still mad at him for doubting her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh.
1: Look, his his part of the dark curse is that boy dumb.
0: Oh, he's dumb.
1: Boy dumb. T- to take a to take a phrase from my sister, boy dumb. <sighs> yeah, I was very proud that he did a not dumb thing this episode. Like Gold Star, you did it. Yeah.
0: There's a uh, there's a show on Netflix with Josh Dallas that I keep thinking about watching. But I'm like, I'm not watching a show for Josh Dallas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to make sure it doesn't get canceled, right? Now.
0: Yeah. Like and the I, premise, saw, I
1: saw, I saw a picture of it.
0: Yeah, the premise seems interesting, but I'm just like, I'm not watching a show for dumb David.
1: But you know who I will watch a show for? Jennifer Goodwin.
0: Jennifer Goodwin. Orlando mm-hmm. Perilla. Peria.
1: I think it's Perea. Is it Peria? Santa Peria? You can correct me. It's, uh, it's two.
0: It's two L, so it should be Ia.
1: Yeah, I'm from here. We pronounce I, as, as I'm from Madison here. I don't manual. pronounce. I don't pronounce consonants on the end of words. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so. So good think, episode. Yeah, um, I think I think I we're even, just
0: dragging things out because we we enjoy talking. But yeah, I don't even know.
1: I don't even know best dressed for this because I was trying not to cry the whole episode. Um, best dressed was I guess Regina
0: regina in that blue dress mm-hmm. it is so good
1: that is such a good blue dress good also blue
0: dress. emma had a lot of good outfits this episode just in general there was some stuff where i was like i would wear that
1: i don't i don't remember because i was trying not to cry i feel like yeah. i liked mary margaret's back to school look
0: i think yes that was really good yeah she's got her little uh her little peter pan collar no she didn't have a peter pan collar she had a little lace collar it was cute yeah Um, she's
1: back to being a top button girl
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that next week we're going to have a lot to talk about for um, our finale two part finale Uh, especially because we are going to see uh, the return of the Emma jacket next week Yay! and it is the Emma jacket that will be her jacket for the rest of the series. It's It's going to be her iconic look. It is. I'm excited for that because I feel like that's like, uh, the series growing a beard. It's like (laughs) they're, they're leaning into what makes each character like visibly them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, the jacket is, is symbolic.
1: It's like when I had to play my own evil twin. (laughs) You had the jacket! I had to make sure I brought a jacket to every show.
0: <laughs> oh, that was such a fun... That was it's, fun.
1: That's how you get into character. You have to have your yeah. one piece. It's like whenever... I've I've done it before where I had to play a, a bitchy guidance counselor. And my bitchy guidance counselor object to get into character was a pair of heels. I had to have either heels on me or carrying them to be in, in the right character. Because putting that costume piece on helped me find her
0: i was uh i i just stripped my nails so that i could paint them um, because i haven't painted my nails in like i know
1: uh-huh.
0: i haven't since um june yeah no i mean sorry may
1: <laughs> and june. i don't feel like me oh we should go get that. i haven't
0: been touching up my dye and i haven't been doing my nails my hair is brown. My nails are plain. I don't feel me. So I know it. I have to get into the character of myself. Oh, I do have a rec room. Okay. Um, I am in love with this podcast. Uh, I think we're about to start another season soon. Unwell.
1: Ooh.
0: Have you heard of Unwell? I have not. Uh, Unwell podcast. It is a Midwestern Gothic mystery. It's set in Mount Absalom, Ohio, It's a small-town gothic horror, which is 1,000% my kind of thing. It is incredibly well-produced, incredibly well-acted, lovely queer representation, and I just cannot... It's so good. It's so good. If you're not listening to it, you're doing yourself a disservice. I I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not
1: listening to it, so I guess I'm I'm disservicing myself. You're
0: disservicing yourself. Absolutely Go check it out. Um, the 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 pacing is lovely. I I cannot stress enough how delightful the acting is. Oh, awesome! And the characters are all incredibly uh, tactile. Like I feel like I know each of these people, even though they're very eccentric to a degree. Everyone has their little eccentricities and quirks. They all still feel very real. Okay, and. Uh, are absolutely charming and the horror elements, the way they sneak up on you is chilling. Uh, So I'm a huge fan. If you haven't heard of it, go ahead and check out Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery, Uh, unwellpodcast.com. They're also, I mean, they're much bigger than us. So you can find them uh, everywhere. Fine. Podcasts are downloaded, but, Oh my God. I can't get over them.
1: Well, I'll add them to my to-do list as soon as I finish this next Bridgerton book I just started. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's not even about the Bridgertons this time. Ooh. Anywho. So, so last this... thoughts. Uh, this is absolutely one of the reasons I stuck around for season two, this
0: episode. 100%. This is a strong episode. We've, we've said that.
1: And, and the next two, uh, obviously as well. Yeah. I, I
0: yeah. I'm looking forward to recording those. Yeah. Um, Which we need to do like um, soon.
1: Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, by the, you know, if I, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, This is a good episode. Me liked it. Don't have anything to complain about. Um, The, all the things I would complain about are, are intentional writer's choices that I agree with. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Good job. Great job. Whoever, whoever, who headed this one up. Good job, whoever that is. Uh, uh, Five shattered wine glasses.
0: Yes. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners. We have deeply enjoyed you all and enjoyed recording this season. We have the finale. We have bonus episodes to record. Uh, We are going to take a brief break between seasons in August. Yes. Uh, And we will be returning with season two of once upon a time this September um, to give Elaine some time to be a mom, me (laughs) some time to hopefully adjust to a new job and uh, to get some, uh, some recording done in advance so that we don't have any delays in season two. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. No, that is, that is a strong plan. (laughs) Um, If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about it. Like us on Twitter and retweet our show. Be sure to tell like I said, be sure to tell your friends about us. It's this is a great time to get caught up on both Once Upon a Time and your favorite uh, Once Upon a Time Rant cast story broke.
1: Miserably ever after. Yep.
0: So I think it's uh it's time to
1: to close this out.
0: So Okay
1: bye. Bye.